On the latest edition of Josh Nason's Punch-Out, you and I are going to take a journey back to March 2023 as my year in review series in pro wrestling continues. F4W editor, writer, video game player Brian Rose returns to the show as he and I talk about everything that happened in the third month of the year. That included AEW Revolution, a big show which featured an unbelievable Iron Man match between Brian Danielson and MJF. We talked about some CM Punk stuff, of course, and there was a big controversy. There were some Instagram comments that he made about John Moxley. Rocky three match idea that he thought sucked. Liars, stooges. We talked about that and more. Talk about WB, of course, the build to WrestleMania 39 and the final stretch as we get to the biggest show of the year. All types of Vince McMahon stuff as well and a bunch of other stuff there. Uh, Impact, Japan. Junk drawer, uh, all kinds of stuff we talk about in this very, very busy month of March. And I will note that this was recorded prior to CM Punk making his surprise return at WWE Survivor Series. So if uh, if you find it strange I didn't mention it all, it's because it hadn't happened yet when we recorded this. But this is a really fun show, a deep dive look into the month of March 2023 in my year in review pro wrestling series. Josh Nason's Punch-Out with Brian Rose. Going to start right about... Well, we are back for another episode of the Year in Review series, March, and the man that last year uh, led off the series, I believe, if I remember right. I think so, yeah. Is uh, is back for episode three, this time hitting in the, the uh, if you're a baseball fan, which I know Brian Rose of WrestlingObserver.com slash F4WOnline.com is some of the best hitters right. in the three hole, and that's where you find yourself today. Brian Rose, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm very, I, I very much know what you just said right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I am the biggest fan of baseball. Yeah, it's hard on our Slack channel to, to get you to stop talking about baseball. It's like it's like uh, nonstop. Just, it's crazy. Yeah, I love the the, the baseball. <laughs> you love the sports, <laughs> the sports ball. Yeah, yeah, I love the sports. I, I watch Sports Center every day. Yes, exactly. Waiting for those. Uh, all those uh, WWE updates and things like that, oh, right? Oh yeah. I'm so sure back, I'm sure there are plenty. That's, yeah. So we're back. Uh, we're back talking about March, and we will start this time around. The first two episodes we did, we focused on uh, WWE to start. We're going to start with E Dub to kick things off. And uh, for some reason, if this is your first entry into the series, uh, this is a deep dive into March. Go through organization by organization for the most part. Uh, some of the big uh, stories at the beginning. And then uh, kind of go through a bunch of um, lesser stories throughout in, in chunks, and I'll kick it over to Brian for any thoughts and, uh, and so on. So we'll start with AEW this time around because we had our first, at that's this point, uh, their first uh, pay-per-view of the year, which was Revolution. Did between 130,000 to 140,000 people. It was in uh, San Francisco, California, if I remember right. And the big news, of course, uh, coming out of this, a couple things. Uh, MJF defeating Brian Danielson and a Iron Man match to a 60 man Iron Man match that uh, to retain the AEW world title. And this was actually went 60 minutes plus. And this was regarded as one of the 
best matches of the year. One of the best matches it's, of MJF's it career. It still is. It yep. still is one of the best matches of the year. I can't think of too many other matches that were as good as that match. It was pretty tremendous. And I forgot about this during the, the match. There was a MJF fan incident. He threw tequila we oh, thought yeah. it was water on somebody, but it turned out to be tequila, and it was a it kid. Was a, it was a kid. On. So that became a whole thing. I completely forgot about that until I was looking through uh, all that, the headlines. That was a thing, at least for the press conference, and I think MGF kind of just blew it off. Yeah, I but, th- but I think I think Tony Khan was the one that said we we apologize and, and stuff like that. So. And I think they brought him, the kid, and his mother back to another I show. so, yeah. Like, flew them out. I think it was Dallas? I don't know. I remember he... They brought them out and like gave them like the uh, the red carpet approach and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh yeah it's, it's hard. I mean, as we come off what two days after uh, full gear and you know babyface MGF, it's hard to believe back in <laughs> in March he was throwing throwing alcohol at little kids' faces. The thing that I noticed the most is that a lot of things have changed since March. A lot of things. This industry goes by so fast, and March feels like ten years ago. Certainly does. Other things that happened on the show, uh, FTR made their return to AEW after a short break. They attacked the guns. This later led to a careers versus title match on Dynamite. Uh, that would uh, happen later in the month, I believe. Uh, let's see. Wardlow uh, won the TNT title and submission went over Samoa Joe. The House of Black won the trios titles. The show featured a final burial match, a Texas death match between John Moxley and Hangman Page. And overall, it was a a pretty solid show. This was, uh, I believe, did not hit the million-dollar gate record. And I know some of the, the kind of narrative going into this was they it, it wasn't sold out. The Chase Center in San Francisco wasn't sold out, which usually had not point happened to, to uh, AEW pay-per-views. But this was, you know, it turned out to be a, an entertaining show, as they all are. But I remember, you know, the run-up to this, there was definitely some uh, some questions about you know attendance and uh, and things like that, which would uh, you know start throughout the the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it used to be that the AEW pay-per-views used to usually sell out pretty quickly, and now they're not selling out as quick, or they just aren't selling out at all. Mm. It's definitely a downturn in interest in AEW over the last year, and the biggest thing is 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 that WWE got really hot, as we're probably going to talk about in a little bit. And it's just when you're number two, you're number two. And when you're number one, you're number one. And it's just a matter of people's attentions and where where you're where the hottest thing is. And the hottest thing really isn't in AEW right now. It's in WWE with the bloodline storyline and, and, and the, the judgment day storyline. All that's going on and, and what there's not like any big overarching story going on AEW right now aside from that devil storyline which seems to be going very slowly yeah and also what took place during this month this was uh more cm punk so at (laughs) at this point this is a year of just cm punk stuff right so at this point he had not come back yet but we learned that there was uh essentially an agreement to come back however if you remember this and i completely forgot about this Sam Punk to, to Instagram to uh to rip uh the John Moxley series, calling it uh essentially with the, the Rocky Three match idea, which he said thought he sucked. Uh, he had never seen <laughs> uh Rocky Three apparently and did not like this. Rocky Three is a good movie. It is, it is. I can't believe Punk had never seen that before. But he said uh, this idea that Moxley had essentially 
uh, that the series of matches for All Out or leading into All Out uh, from September 2022 was going to kind of be the storyline with, you know, Punk losing quickly and so on and so forth. But, you know, Punk didn't like it, went along with it. Called Chris Jericho a liar and a stooge. Uh, he had some uh, choice comments for Dave Meltzer as well. And yeah, yeah this, and then so then, of course, afterward, uh, they, and to take people back, this was, again, we had no idea if he was coming back or not. We learned shortly after that, the Punk and AW kind of come to agreement for him to come back before all this stuff happened, because this sent the internet into an uproar. Moxley had to make comments on it, Renee Paquette's podcast, saying, I don't want to get dragged into this shit, and kind of talked a little bit about it, but not too much about it. And uh, yeah, and of course, Punk saying, uh, there was an FTR live show, Punk sent a message there saying that uh, they miss his fans. So he's certainly trying to get uh, public sentiment on his side, and then all of a sudden this happens, and and uh, at that point we're like, did this completely screw up his return? Well, no, because he got a new TV show a few months later, so I don't <laughs> think it messed up his return. I just think you know that the whole punk thing is just really silly. Uh, just you know, for someone who doesn't want any drama, he's going on Instagram making all these posts. It's it's really whatever. He he's very much trying to work his storyline, whatever storyline he's trying to get over regarding himself and John Moxley and AEW and Chris Jericho and all of this is like okay. With that said, I'm watching these collision shows now and it's like I, I miss when CM Punk was on there and it kind of felt like a bigger deal. But no, no. Well, we'll get into that later with other people, but yeah, um, he just constantly, constantly kept his name in the news in between all this stuff. In between, I think this was in between the all-out fight and coming back to Collision, and this was somewhere in the middle. And yeah, he was getting his name out there. He was airing out his feelings about things, and surprisingly, he wasn't happy about it. Um. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those things that CM Punk always does to get uh, people talking about him and what's going on. And, and in that sense, he's really smart because, man, all I ever heard about whenever the CM Punk stuff came up was what's CM Punk doing? What's C CM Punk said this about Dave? CM Punk said this mm -hmm. about brian and there's a lot of things he said about brian too i i forget if it was in here or elsewhere during one of these many times he was on instagram shooting quote unquote mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean it was just something that he did to get attention and to to build interest and he's very 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 good at doing that certainly is let's get some of the rest of the uh the chunk of stuff in the month there are some interesting things in here um and also i'll go through these and i'll kick them over to you for things that stood out uh tay mellow out of action with a back protrusion still has not come back to action of course she's pregnant now or uh, actually what not pregnant they had their they had their kids so that was uh you know throughout the year basically you know kind of a lost year uh in terms of entering action for her uh Fuego yeah. del sol uh, suffered uh, multiple foot fractures and during an indie match Dax Harwood during his podcast, remember those days? He uh, one oh, yeah. sa said that one Pinnacle member felt he was quote unquote bigger than the group, and then he said later that zero has changed regarding FTR and AEW's contract I status. Had, I think he had to end up closing down that podcast because every week he would be saying something, he would be going after somebody, and uh, eventually, I guess 
AEW got mad or something, and and they or maybe he just sort of shut it down on his own. I, I don't remember, but it didn't last long because every week it would be something. He'd say something that would rile up people, which I, I mean, I guess that's what the the goal of those podcasts are. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was just every week I'd just hear something and be like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, Brian Danielson said a 33% chance that Tony Khan would let him do the New Japan G1 Climax tournament. Of course, that means well, Aiden's going to create their happen. own. That's right. And so honestly, is- given that given the year he's had where it's just injury after injury after injury, I, I'm pretty sure that's probably the right choice not to do G1. Eddie Kingston quit AEW in a social media program. I remember, you remember this? Uh, Matt Hardy said Jeff Hardy's <laughs> AEW turn has not been discussed. This, of course, at this point, Jeff Hardy is still uh, out with uh, oh, yeah, he's well, rehab and all this stuff. They, they uh, never explained why Eddie Kingston was just allowed to return one week on AEW <laughs> television, huh? Yeah, exactly. Boy, this uh, AEW has some storyline holes. Chris Jericho saying he will never beat Action Andretti, of course, after uh, he gave him that win and they did so much with Action Andretti afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Andretti yeah. was 100%, 100% healthy. After an AEW dark match was stopped, he got hurt during the match and all that. But yeah, didn't uh, didn't really elevate him that much. No, uh, um, he got that win over Jericho and just kind of did stuff since then. He's been on TV, but yeah, not hasn't winning. done anything. No, uh, I'm glad glad you're sitting down for this. Tony Khan hyping the AEW as quote unquote major announcements coming soon. Uh, one of those, yeah, one of those announcements. What well, which announcement was this? I I I don't know. I think it might have been the this one, which was the debut of uh, or El Hill Del Vikingo taking on Kenny Omega yeah. on Dynamite in a that dream was a match. great match. And that was a great match. What they call the dream match, which uh, caused and this course, was a dream match. Yeah, I mean, the, even Tony Khan's kind of guilty of that recently. I think he said like Brian Danielson and then Andre Andrade El Idolo was a dream match, and it's like not really. No, this was a. Uh, yeah, this was pretty outstanding, though. You're right. It, it was, was uh, a great showcase for Vikingo. Uh, it was a fun match for Omega. It uh, it delivered. And yeah, for those people that just chose to not like it going into it because they're in this stupid war, uh, they missed out. It was just a fun match, and that that's all right with me. Yeah. We l- we learned that uh, AW wanted Vikingo originally for the uh, Face the Revolution ladder match leading into Revolution, uh, but Commander got this that This is a better step. debut. Yeah, I think I'll oh, completely get and uh, learned that Commander, who made his AEW debut in that match, was quote unquote very much on WWE's radar. But uh, the Commander eventually signing with uh, AEW, leveling up BR. We're all about leveling up here. And AEW yeah. leveled up the All Atlantic title to become the international <laughs> title instead. You remember that? I do. By uh, they put out that, uh, I can't pronounce it, uh, Sajam. Sazam. Oh, Shazam, the Fury of the Gods. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can't say it for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that movie. They promoted that movie by upgrading the title to the international title. And uh, okay. There you go. The, <laughs> okay. They, they uh, announced the uh, all access premiere date. Of course, that's the reality series. I, I completely forgot about that series. I did too. No, yeah, didn't really, and, didn't really hit. It didn't do any. And in the first episode, they, they can't talk about the CM Punk stuff. The right. Young Bucks are there going, "Well, we're about to get back on TV," and they never explained why they were getting back on TV. 
Well, you can't do simple things like that. That just kind of tells you this isn't really an all access kind of show. It's a kayfabe storyline show. And that I don't think anybody was interested in. And there hasn't been another season. So, right. AEW, yeah. some access. Maybe that yeah, would be some access. You'll get some access. Better title. Not all. The company announced that Forbidden Door 2 was going to officially return as part of the summer Canadian tour. And they announced, of course, that this was a, also known as a part during this month, announced a partnership to expand their house rules, uh, live events, house shows across North, North America. That would end rather quickly due to the creation of AEW Collision, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yeah. We got an official date for Double or Nothing 2023. Uh, Dynamite made their debut in San Diego or was or, uh, scheduled to. And then... We'll finish up this first chunk with this. We learned that AEW and WBD were finalizing a deal for not not one, not two, but a third weekly wrestling show. And as part of this, they made a there was a date change for their summer Canadian tour that fits seems fit right in for a Saturday night and a live TV event, which uh, no one really kind of knew what that was. But uh, yeah, the the seeds were uh, reportedly planted, and we're gonna get uh, some news pretty soon here about a. Third weekly AEW show, field yeah. excitement. Well, we need what we needed another two-hour television show. Yippee! Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, go. Was there anything else in that uh, that first group that that stuck out? You? You want me to keep going? Uh, nope. I think I said everything I wanted to say. So, all right. So, just, ep- uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. So MJF appeared on Impractical Jokers. Uh, AEW was working on signing the Elite to new long-term contracts. and However, Kenny Omega said that he hadn't had an epiphany yet over his wrestling future. He really wasn't sure. So a lot of intrigue there as far as what was going to go on with the Elite. And were they going to go to WWF or elsewhere? Maybe. maybe, uh, Well, I don't know. I'm I'm sure that they thought about it. But in the end, they, they signed with AEW. Mm-hmm. We'll see that they're doing something right now. There's some sort of storyline going on. They they just announced today that uh, that they're not going to be on the being the elite anymore. Yeah, well, did uh, that... that feels like a storyline. So we'll see where that goes. When you saw that news, I mean, how did it how did it strike you? Did you did you start crying or did you like no. throwing <laughs> throwing things or what happened? Oh yeah, I was very emotional. Um, to to be frank, I haven't watched that show in. in months it doesn't feel as relevant as it used to be at this point it's just Dolph Ziggler's brother having it for the camera and <laughs> uh Colt Cabana talking to people on the street it's not very interesting or intriguing or captivating so it's it's a uh, it's definitely changed over the course of the last uh couple of years and maybe this time to shut it down I, I don't know I don't, I don't know how I, I don't know how their YouTube thing is doing if they're making money off it or what. So I don't know. Maybe this is the end, or maybe it's just all part of a storyline where the young bucks are going back heel. AEW's uh, Britt Baker confirmed a back injury and said it's getting worse. And uh, conversely, she said, I stand by everything I said regarding Thunder Rosa and her back injury. And I should point out, of course, at this point, as we're nearing uh, the end of November, there is uh, Thunder Rosa still has not come back yet. So her back injury was. I don't I was know definitely what's nothing. going on there. Yeah, very, uh, very strange. Uh, Chuck Baker's been off TV for months too. I don't know yeah. what that story is. 
I mean, it's tied in the whole devil thing. That's going to be part of it. I don't, I, I don't know. Yes. It's a long time though. If that Adam Cole injury it's, is it's, legit, then it's been a couple of months since she's yeah. been on TV. So uh, let's see. Chuck Taylor undergoing emergency dental surgery. Speaking of Britt Baker, uh, Matt Jackson suffered partially torn biceps and a trios title three way at uh, revolution MJF receiving the quote unquote town's highest honor from Oyster Bay, New York. Tony Khan said, he at least had to think about turning MJF babyface. And of course, as we sit here in November, it has definitely happened. Tony Khan said that the hearing about Goldberg's free agent status was interesting to hear. So who knows? I mean, Ric Flair. He doesn't need to come in. Yeah. They've signed too many uh, old people at this point. I'm like, uh, you know, every time a company has gone through a boom period, it's not because they brought back old people. It's because they, Promoting new stars who could her getting over. And I don't know if AW is really doing a good job of that right now. No. Uh, Wardlow, after he won the TNT title, was a victim of a car break in a legit one. The TNT, TNT title was stolen and I don't think ever recovered. So somebody out there is a, a uh, Wardlow's TNT title along with some luggage. And yeah, I don't like think that. it was ever recovered. I think it's Still someone has it somewhere. Hmm. Uh, Anna Jay was returning to the ring after a house rules show against Britt Baker after uh, fracturing a rib during a uh, street fight tag team match in episode Rampage. Uh, ring of Honor Supercard of Honor was coming together. We had we learned there's going to be a new Ring of Honor tag team title belts to debut. Samojo versus Mark Briscoe TV title match. Uh, Kingston versus Claudio for the ROH World Title. Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki for the Women's ROH Title tag team ladder match to. Uh, crowned new tag team champions. Of course, the Briscoes were uh, honorary champions after uh, Jay's passing. They finally kind of made a decision as to what to do. And then uh, Katsuyori Shibata uh, announced the challenging for the ROH Pure title. So Ring of Honor, definitely uh, still a thing. And they were getting ready for Super Card of Honor coming up during WrestleMania weekend. That, that was a good show from what I remember. But I don't know about Ring of Honor right now. It's like I, wa- I watched that TV show for the first time in months last thursday and it's like it's 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 mostly of people who go on to wrestle on AEW and lose winning squash matches so it tells you that these aren't really important people and they're just kind of doing stuff Uh, i think uh ethan page is just there doing stuff everybody it does it doesn't feel like a show that is worth watching there's everything is fine, but there's nothing good. I think the only big storyline there is Athena and Billy Starks, and uh, you know, you don't need to do a ninety-minute show about that. No, no, it's uh in a sea of wrestling every single yeah. night. It's pointless. It's just I, it's I just watched more Impact stuff. after, and it was like a, a, such a better show than it felt more relevant and urgent than an ROH, which right. I don't think is good. Uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, Stu Grayson re-signed a contract with AEW, which involves some Ring of Honor dates, yeah. and I I don't think I've he's seen him. Vanished. He, he, he he's vanished. Mostly re- he's mostly wrestled on Ring of Honor. The last thing I saw was that he was teaming with uh, uh, Vincent and Dutch, and then they started to appear on AEW TV, and he's still gone. So yeah. they whatever they had for him, they dropped it, and I don't know. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't think he's doing anything. Uh, speaking of someone doing nothing right now, Ty Valkyrie, uh, she signed with AEW. Made uh, yeah, appearance on Dynamite. I I, for, I forgot she was still signed because we haven't seen her. I think months. 
It's been a while. I think maybe she's wrestling on Ring of Honor, but which you might as well not be on TV because you're not. Yep. It's uh, I don't know. I it, I was expecting more out of this run, and she has not done a whole lot. So uh, let's see. Brian Danielson made his return on Dynamite and attacked Kenny Omega. So back uh, from his uh, one of his injuries, uh, Christopher Daniels yeah. said the AAA and AEW relationship is in a good position after a recent meeting. Dan Housen, we just talked about him the other night with this uh, <laughs> T-shirt controversy, whether or not this is true or not, uh, suffering a torn pectoral muscle at Revolution. He is out for the uh, – is still out as of this point. He's supposed to come uh, back. He's and then still that... technically out. They were building a return a few weeks ago. Then that just got dropped, so don't know. Uh, Don Callis reportedly injured. He was injured in an AEW Dynamite angle. He basically oh, that, fell, that thing with fell, the scar. Yeah, fell backward and uh, hit his head and actually really legit cut himself and – has uh, kept the scar going with, uh, I think, some uh, creative help from makeup. But uh, Don Callis doing that. Brian Cage reports he was expected to explore free agency. And uh, I thought this report sounded like there was some interest from, AEW, or from uh, WWE. Uh, who knows uh, you know, who actually put this report out there and what the intentions were. But uh, he ended up, of course, re-signing with uh, AEW. That was during a period when WWE wasn't really signing anybody because they right. were finalizing that, that uh, sale. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Maybe it was just a story to get out for AEW to resign him, which they did. So I mean, he he. I think it worked out for him because he's on TV every week, pretty much. So, Powerhouse Hobbs won the TNT title on Dynamite, defeating Wardlow. Is that title just for some reason continued to hop around? Wardlow just vanished for months. He just came back a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega. Weird one. Kenny Omega said the AEW Fight Forever game, which you did a review for us, uh, was delayed. Due to ESRB rating and Game Changer Wrestling, aka GCW, uh, filed the complaint uh, saying they were opposing the AEW Fight Forever trademark. So, uh, some I don't know if that had got handled. I guess we'll hit on that later uh, in the year, if it did. But yeah, some uh, controversy about this video game. Yeah, and man, that video game just came and went. Mm-hmm. Uh, they promised a lot of updates, and there have been some updates, but. When I played that game, I mean, the gameplay was very good, but it just felt very dated and bare bones. And I don't think they've ever gotten past that uh, that that mark. So it's pretty unfortunate. And then I don't that... think they, they, they made the money that it cost to make that game. Yeah, he hasn't said much about that. I mean, other things he'll... Tony Khan will kind of let you know, like with Ring of Honor, yeah. like they made their money back and all this stuff, but... The uh the video game thing, it feels like for some reason the number 10 million is in my head that maybe they said at one point they had invested in because they'd actually made an investment. Yeah, in the they said they, they put a lot of money in the game for the engine and all that. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, they haven't said much about it. Uh yeah. Sarah Stock officially joined AEW as a producer and slash coach. Uh Jimmy Hader missed an episode of Dynamite due to Visa renewal, as we uh, talked about the first two episodes, visas seem to be a problem for a lot of people in both companies. Yeah, a lot of visas were up this year, and a lot of people were off TV because of it, or they couldn't travel outside the United States. Right. And then uh, AEW reportedly was considering movie venues for All Out to the United Center, which uh, they definitely did. They did. Yeah, they did. definitely did. And the very uh, newsworthy all out it was because there was no CM Punk. So all of that. So oh, that, yeah. That, uh, so, okay. So that wraps up mm-hmm. AEW uh, Ring of Honor for uh, for March. And let's let's slip over to the big guys, WWE, because Brian Rose, it was all about the bill to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 39. 39. That's right. I'll run down kind of all the 
the build, which most people probably remember. Uh, and then we'll kick it over to you. Brock Lesnar turned down the Bray Wyatt match. The uh, You remember that whole thing. Uh, Ray Mysterio, Stacey Keebler, Great Muda, Andy Kaufman were announced as being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tim White was announced as getting the Warrior Award. Of course, the show was said by one outlet. Of course, most of this, the WrestleMania took place in April. So this was kind of the final weeks leading up to this. All this news came out. Uh, show is going to feature the quote unquote blurring of the fourth wall as part of a sponsorship. I don't know if that ever happened or not, or what I that have was. no idea. I mean, they put stuff, I remember for the Ray Mysterio match, they put like cinnamon toast crunch on the right, all the graphics. Maybe right. that's what they meant. I don't know. That seemed to be because they've done, it, they've done a lot more of that. There, they, there used to be a thing where Vince McMahon never wanted stuff on like that on um, the TV, but. And since ever since Nick Khan came in, there's been so much more of that. And, and there's more to come. There's, there's definitely probably more to gonna come. be a lot more to come. It, as you mentioned, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, a great cereal, uh, was announced as part of yeah. the WrestleMania 39 sponsorship. And you mentioned during the Rey Mysterio uh, match. Uh, some matches we got announced, of course, Cena versus Theory, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio against Dominic Mysterio. Ronda Rousey, despite a fractured arm, was going to compete in a quote unquote showcase match, a tag team showcase match. The Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was official. Uh, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita versus Damage Control. There's a Hell in the Cell match announced. Um, also, according to some of the, the news and rumors and all this stuff, Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley at one point was planned for Mania 39. Of course, that did not happen. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Almas, uh, almost rather, was official for the show. And then Daniel Cormier was uh, set to lead the Mania 39 coverage for ESPN talking about ESPN almost has early. just kind of vanished from TV ever since then. I, 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 I think he lost, he's just kind of not been on TV. I think he's been doing house shows. Cause I remember even as recently as like yesterday, I, I saw a video of him working with somebody. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess they're just going to keep trying. He's tall. He is tall. So he's he's going to get a lot of chances. Uh, what, what's his name? Who finally got cut? And I, I don't mean to Dab- sound callous. Dabakato. Dabakato, yeah. Dabakato was in that developmental system since like 2015 mm-hmm. or something as far back as that. And he'd been given so many chances. And he was kind of like a good promo. But by I mean, at this point, it's like either you get it or you don't. And in the ring, he was just not there so yeah but but almost i is probably going to get a lot of a lot of chances he's he's bigger he is so uh some vince we'll stuff see him back someday that's right speaking of seeing him back vince vince was oh yeah on, on his way back of course in january <laughs> back on the board but there was uh more as uh he started to keep uh keep his influence begin to re uh regenerate in wwe he was backstage in addition of raw uh he was he reimbursed wwe 17.4 million the hush money investigation, I believe, uh, yeah. in subsequent uh, months, he's had to give more money uh, towards that. You know, swell guy as he is. Uh, signed a, a WWE employee agreement, and he gained full rights to his likeness and story. Uh, that was uh, pretty notable because that means he could essentially sell sell that to anyone. It was known that he would be, of course, attending WrestleMania 39. John Cena made some comments about the uh, McMahon sexual misconduct allocations and allegations, rather, and the most John Cena way possible, really kind of not yeah, saying. Yeah, what, what did he? What did he say? Like that's not the person I know, or something. Something along those. Lines. But again, it was very. It was. It was very, very John measured. Cena response where it was very measured. Uh, let's yeah. let's see. I have this actually. 
uh, right here. Let me actually read this for you. I will not do a, I don't really have a John Cena impersonation, but uh, if you, if you have a, you know, statement bingo, that's way above my pay grade. That's what someone <laughs> always wants to say if they don't want to answer. Uh, I just yeah. don't know. What's, I just don't know what's going on with that. I love Vince McMahon. He's everything you'd want. A great friend, business partner, father, mentor. I love the man, but his business dealings are his business. And what he shares with me, that's between us. But I don't know what's going uh, on with the corporate it? structure in WWE or the creative direction of WWE. Why does anything of that have to do with him sexually assaulting people? Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was what he was talking about was selling the company. Afterwards, oh, he, okay. about the misconduct, then he said, uh, I mean, everyone has the right to have their perspective. I have the right to have mine. When, we, when you love somebody, you take them as imperfectly perfect as they are. We all make mistakes, Brian Rose. We all have poor decisions. Lord knows I've made my collection of poor choices. That doesn't mean I'm not going to love somebody. And there's no way I can go on record and say I don't love Vince McMahon. There you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that's that's a response. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Pandonium directors, there was, of course, this uh, movie that was uh, set to be, I would say set to come out, but the... Uh, Basically, going to start moving ahead on this movie called Pandemonium, a actual like live action movie on Vince McMahon's life. Uh, McMahon reportedly, according to the produ- directors, killed the project off. So I don't yep. think we'll ever see that anytime soon. So wasn't isn't there another one in the works though? I don't know. There, so there's the. I have not heard anything on. The, I, I think this. I think this is the movie that they're going to do. This was the but movie. I think movie. There's, a, ne- there's, there's a Netflix a series. series. Yeah, yes, that's the that. Netflix one. That's that's still coming out in early part of yeah, next year. I'm, I'm I, sure it will be a very in-depth look at uh, his right. life and, and career. I, th- I think Dave did get interviewed for that, though. But the thing is, is that everything will be... Uh, I, I'm sure WWE will have a, a hand in editing that. And well, actually, I'm sure it'll be very... Uh, Funny you said that. So Bill Simmons, who's a uh, executive producer on that, said last month, uh, McMahon does not have final cut, which I thought was interesting. Really? So I don't. But I but again, uh, aren't all of them aren't all of them, you know, very friendly with WWE? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Kind of tells there. you. I still that heard. Kind of tells you. I haven't heard anything about the uh, the people, the United States versus Mick McMahon. They were going to do the scripted series about the um the steroid oh, yeah. trial i haven't heard anything about yeah. that lately that was a another one um uh, is out. that a wwe produced thing uh yes they were involved in that yeah <laughs> blumhouse yeah oh I'd, I'd like to see that that would be a very interesting uh version of the story that's right vince in the uh in the uh the in, neck in brace the, neck the brace. famous pictures yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's go over some of the other big things in the month. Uh, I do want to ask you one thing. Do you think the the Vince McMahon stuff, that's easily the worst promotional tactic thing of the year, right? What, his his coming back? Him coming back into power and forcing the board to vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. Basically taking over and trying to take over everything. Yeah. I I think it's, uh, yes, I think it has to be. I I can't think of anything else. I was reading. I over, mean, there's always there, yeah. there's always a WWE thing where it'd be like, well, yeah, that's very clearly it. You know, whether it's the Saudi Arabia stuff or someone saying something about someone that died. You know, there's always a WWE thing, and there's always a WWE story that it's very easily that the most disgusting promotional tactic. And, and kind of amazed that Vince McMahon got that nailed down by like the middle of January. Yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. 
Uh, let's see some other uh, headlines throughout the month. Uh, the Endeavor Endeavor CEO commented on Debbie's uh, purchase interest. He was a uh, very um, not really leaning one way or another, but uh, it was interesting. He did made they, some comments. Did they at first say something like we we can't because of something? Mm. They said something like, "I think it was some, uh, something about their debt." The debt, yeah, it was because the debt leveraging and and all this stuff. So again, it may have been true then, but it obviously wasn't true. You know, as it came down to the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sonia Deville was arrested on firearm charge. Of course, that related. Uh, she revealed she was carrying around a gun uh, after the uh, the break in and near kidnapping and that whole thing. So it uh, was a story there. Uh, Brian Danielson in an interview said that Kofi Mania was the favorite part of his WWE career. How about that? Yeah. Kofi Kingston underwent ankle surgery, uh, get hurt, and is out said to be out for about five weeks. At that point, Xavier Woods supported Rich Holland in the wake of death threats and online harassment for uh, his uh, his accidental role in Biggie uh, Biggie's serious neck injury. Uh, Biggie provided an injury update, said his C1 vertebrae was not ossifying yet, and still we have uh, he's still have, not back. Still I, not I don't back. know if he is going to come back. Yeah, it's, he doesn't uh, seem too confident about his future. No, I mean he's involved in different stuff with them. You know, if he's done. Yeah. If he's done, done, yeah, I think he's mentioned before he's at peace with it, but I'm sure yeah. you know, he'll be in WWE as long as they'll as they'll have him because he's a great on-screen personality and could do different things. You know, it's just a question of what to do and how he can best uh, serve them. But I say that now, I mean, UFC cut ties with Chuck Liddell and a lot of guys that were signature people for them, you know, so when yeah. new ownership took over. So you never know down the road what, what's going to change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about him. It, just everything's up in the air still. It's, it's been, it's been over a year. Yeah. Well over a year. Yep. So Wade Barrett said his uh, SmackDown role, SmackDown role was permanent. And that pack, cause you know, Pat McAfee has a lot on his plate. But Pat McAfee said his WWE dream. It's not done. Nick Khan said WWE has no plans for Pat McAfee at WrestleMania 39. Swerving there. Yeah. WWE, a Raw segment was reshot due to the use of the word wrestling. Oh, no. Can you imagine that. So this was this was when Vince McMahon came back and he started to put in all of his verbiage back on TV, right? Yes. Yeah, around that same okay. uh, that same time, I assume. Yeah. Once, once he started getting a little bit more, more influence. Because there, there was a period right after Triple H, Triple H took over where it was like, you can say wrestling again. You could say hospital. You know, you can <laughs> not sound like aliens of mimicking the English language during these promos. Right. And then Vince McMahon came back and a little bit of that came back. I mean, we still have local medical facility. You still have, you know, terms like that. So, yeah. As much as Vince McMahon is not part of WWE creative right now, there's still always going to be WWE stuff. That's just there, and it's not easy to wean off of, I guess. Yep. Crazy stuff. Uh, WD registered with the Indiana Gaming Commission and also in talks in the states of Colorado and Michigan or potentially legalized betting for WWE. Oh. That is, that's that already go anywhere. Essentially gone away. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think people are like, there's no, they're talking about using, you know, PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is the company that does, uh, seals the, uh, the results of like the Oscars and things like that. But there's just no people like there's just no way with all the different people involved along the way. Like it's impossible. You'd have to lock in results months ahead of time. That just limits you. And it's uh, it just didn't make any sense. It hasn't been brought up since. Yeah. 
Uh, SmackDown before Backlash was announced for Puerto Rico, so official there. Um, WWE, it was learned uh, that WWE was going to get $1.8 million in tourism subsidies from Puerto Rico. It was like $1.5 million in cash and $300,000 that covered the rental of the arena for two nights. It was revealed that Bad Bunny, the one and only, was going to host Backlash. Of course, he would be involved a lot more in Backlash coming up, but as we'll uh, talk about in future months. But it was really he was he's going to host Mr. Uh, Mr. Puerto Rico. Alexa Bliss uh, got the all clear after a uh, skin cancer procedure. And she was also revealed uh, as a contestant on The Masked Singer. Uh, for those that watched that, along with, of course, Chris Jericho. He was on that show, I believe, this year. Maybe it was 2022. Uh, Steve Austin. So. Yeah, Steve Austin said his days in the ring are officially done. WWE had not contacted him regarding WrestleMania 39 and uh, said that leading into WrestleMania 38, of course, when we returned, against kevin owens he had turned WWE down several times to come back and uh, for that that spot yeah i i mean every other year you'd hear steve austin's coming back or he might not or that they're negotiating with him or they want him in for a texas show show and this was the texas texas show where he finally came back and i guess they're lucky that he even did that because they didn't really even announce it as a match nope i think they just kind of like said well he's going to be on the kevin owens show where you all but you they said it to where you kind of knew it was going to be something else and then they had the match the match was yeah. really good yeah it was fun especially where they positioned it you know as the as the, the main event so to speak main of event. night one main event yeah. it was kind of like the uh the cm punk uh rampage thing where they didn't tell you but they kind of told yeah. you you know i kind of like that yeah. where it's like you kind of know what's going to happen and and uh and all that uh, w now say King of the Queen, King and Queen of the Ring pay per view for uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, what's up? I think that got that didn't happen. That got replaced it, by something else, right? It did. You're right. It did. Yeah. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, big surprise. Says she wish she was part of the Rey Mysterio and Dominic Angle in WB. Big surprise there. Yeah. Triple H, very high on Dominic Mysterio and his WB future. He's had a great year. Buyer great, great year. Yeah, the uh, I, I put this in there. So the biography series and uh, legends, um, they do an A and E, uh, drew record low viewership. I think it was two weeks in a row, and uh, it's just kind of uh, interesting. People are kind of you know with so much wrestling on TV and all this stuff, and so much things to watch yeah. that it, it did good early on. Also, but I, think, I hear nothing about those now. Also, I think the subjects are going on at this point. I mean, once you get past people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and and you know all these top right. names from the Attitude Era. I mean, move on to people like I forget who they did this season. I think it was like the uh, maybe the Iron Sheik, Booker mm-hmm. T, and you know names like that. I mean, they they are going to do lower ratings because they're not as big a, of stars as the first uh, biography people like Steve Austin and Bret Hart. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so probably going to be more diminishing returns, and also it's just there's too much other stuff going on. Yeah. So you're going to have that situation where just people don't want to watch. They already have, they already watch wrestling from Monday through Saturday. (laughs) I think they aired on Sundays. So yes, we need a day off. Brian Gewertz said his original, the original plan for the W golden egg story. If you remember this for uh, red notice, which is Netflix movie time of the rock said the original story was way worse. <laughs> uh, the thing is, how can it be any worse? But on the other hand, I believe that. Yeah. Because it could have been worse. 
some uh, some Cody Rhodes quotes that he uh, hadn't discussed the broken throne. Uh, they did in uh, AEW with uh, Triple H had not discussed that with him. Uh, said on leaving AEW, it was time for him to be a player and not a coach. He says return to WWE was a far bigger gamble than the inaugural All In. He's never really said why he left, right? That's still kind of like a secret. Yeah, it's it's very the way they talked about. Of course, Tony Khan won't say anything about it, but the way they no. he's kind of talked about it is that there's there was some sort of disagreement about something. I think we kind of assume yeah. it was the what was originally the role, which is a VP and wrestler, and then. Tony Khan started taking more control back and he just didn't seem to like what yeah. was left over, I guess. That was kind of, I think that's what people are kind of assuming. That might, maybe. Well, I'll never know until someone says something, but yeah, that sounds right. Uh, John Cena was cast in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. And uh, he also visited, speaking of Cody Rhodes, he also visited Cody Rhodes' Nightmare Factory Training Center. So how about that? Home of uh, home of AEW Dynamite for a long time. If you remember during the pandemic, that's era. true. Norcross, yeah, Georgia. The first in the first few weeks of the pandemic that they taped there. That's right. What a weird weird time that was. Weird time. That uh, we we saw the debut of Anna J there. If you remember that, she was. This, that's true. Like, that they brought in her. They brought in Julia Hart during that that yep. too. Yep, wrestlers at ringside. A lot yeah, of people. A, a lot of people got opportunities based on uh, that pandemic. Weirdly. Uh, Jay Uso, say it ain't so, turned on Sami Zayn during yeah. an episode of uh, WWE Raw. Uh, Saray, and now she was leaving WWE and returning to Japan. Foxy they did you know, nothing with her. They really didn't. No, she was the. Uh, they, she, they they came up with changed, one idea right? for her was to be the the thing is she one week she just dressed like a schoolgirl and said that uh, she has a medallion that her grandmother gave her that will transform her, and then she would walk to the ring. <laughs> And then, like smoke would come out, and she'd be completely transformed into I I, I don't know. It's <laughs> they didn't even do that gimmick that long before she started losing, and then she just wasn't on TV for months. So yeah, it's the NXT 2.0 thing didn't work out for her. No, certainly did uh, did not NXT <laughs> 2.0. Yeah, uh, Fox CEO said they're ready to engage uh, W in a rights renewal when they ask. So there's some, some oh. chatter about that. The Bellas, Brian Rose, Nikki and Bree, out of WWE, leaving WWE. I uh, assume under a yeah. Legends contract, what they were under, starting a new chapter is the Garcia Twins. And uh, Nikki said the former Bella Twins. However, they're not going to AEW. So don't worry about that. Well, they, they haven't yet. Uh, I think they're focused on other stuff. Mm. Uh, re- reportedly, uh, Goldberg was a free agent after his contract expired. We talked about that. And Tony Khan saying he was interested. Uh, Ronda Rousey said her feud with Liv Morgan was "quote unquote" hamstrung by a bunch of octogenarians. How about that? I get it. Um, <laughs> you know, her second run was not good, mm. and that MMA match she she had with Shayna Baszler that wasn't good either. Yeah, just uh, just I, I think too many ideas, and she probably didn't like the ideas, but she kind of had to do what WWE said and. As a result, you, you got stuff like this, the stuff with Liv Morgan. That match wasn't good. Uh, the MMA rules match, that wasn't good. <laughs> I think just too many ideas where she will probably want to do more and WWE probably didn't want to do do that stuff. So they kind of just ended up doing that stuff and it wasn't that good. 
And I'm sure she's probably not interested in going back to WWE yeah, well, anytime soon. Big Ring of Honor star now. Yeah. <laughs> she's a Ring of Honor star now. Who would have thought? That's right. I'm sure a lot of people will, will watch Honor Club for that. We'll see if once they announce it. Yeah, we'll see if that happens uh, yeah. tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm going to guess. I was mentioning this to uh, Brand Thurston uh, last week. I'm going to guess they announced that on uh, Wednesday's Dynamite, so Tony Khan could say Ronda Rousey during Dynamite. Like tune into Ring, uh, tune into Honor Club I'm tomorrow. I'm still waiting for them to announce the Cottonelle Classic stuff. Oh, yeah. There's like four <laughs> participants out of twelve. This tournament is supposed to start on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. There are no matches announced. It's you're trying to build this up, and it's like I don't know anything about it. And you're announcing rules on the postgram media show that nobody watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I I I don't get what they're doing. It's a mess. It's it's uh, it's a it's a mess. All right, we'll wrap up WWE. Uh, come here reportedly had a meeting with potential buyers in April for uh, first round. Had set set up a meeting with potential buyers for April for first round bids. Of course, a lot of buzz in uh, L.A. Uh, you were, of course, Mr. California. You would know the buzz more than anyone out in California. For uh, WWE, yeah. <laughs> uh, multiple parties were reportedly interested in buying the company as a hot and heavy market emerged. Nick Khan said that the WWE was open to conversation by returning the pay-per-view model. So kind of keeping uh, the lights on for, for any, really anything, moving TV shows around, all this stuff. We still don't kind of know. You know, they did the uh, the merger, but we still don't know if Raw is going to end up still on Mondays. Obviously, SmackDown moving, we assume, for Saturday Fridays, but we still don't know a lot about how WWE is going to look in, uh, you know, the fall of 2024. Yeah, I, I wonder if they are going to try and move one of those shows to Wednesday. Because mm. that would be very bad news for AEW. It would be, yep. Especially at, during this point in both of the companies where it's, WWE is very hot and AEW is not as hot. Yeah, would not be good. So, yeah, I don't think it would be a good move for AEW. Logan Paul hinted that his uh, contract was going to end at WrestleMania 39. He was expected to resign, which, of course, he did. And then uh, Nick Nick Khan saying, we always would love Stephanie McMahon to be part of WWE. She she has just vanished. She has. I have not even seen like a picture of her out and about. She has just since January. She's just been. No one's talked about her. It's like she doesn't exist. It's it's very strange. Yeah, she really. Uh, yeah, she really did. She's really <laughs> out of the public eye. Even even when Vince McMahon pretended to retire, we we saw some pictures of him. Like he went out to dinner with John Cena once and stuff like that. And for her, it's just nothing. It's yep. very strange. Uh, let's flip over to NXT. Not a ton going on here during the month of March. Uh, Stand Deliver was taking shape. Of course, Ava set to make her debut. Braun Breaker versus Carmel Hayes. Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. Uh, Dragon Lee made his debut. Former New Japan referee Jeremy Marcus joined the company. Former NXT UK wrestler Annie Dennis announced his retirement. And then WWE announcing uh, NXT Battleground for, boy, big surprise, Memorial Day weekend. I wonder who else runs. Oh, wow. Memorial who, Day who runs weekend. that? Interesting. Interesting. I, I always remember the Shawn Michaels quote where they say that they don't try to do this on purpose, but like it always every <laughs> every big show, it's like let's go head head with AEW. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you are you are, do uh, anchor our uh, NXT news coverage on Tuesdays. Uh, I do. Uh, Dra- Dragon Lee, of course, up to the the main roster now. But uh, your impressions of Dragon Lee uh, throughout the year in his NXT run, WB run. 
Yeah, I'm very surprised he's done very well. Uh, very more well than I thought he would, simply because WWE has a history of pushing guys his size and then kind of forgetting about them. But if anything, he's he was profiled big time during his run in NXT. And always on SmackDown, he's getting a match every week and looking great. So, I mean, it, this did work out for him because I remember Dragon Lee and Bandito kind of got signed to different companies at the same time. And many people at the time were saying, like, Bandito made the right choice. But Bandito hasn't been on TV in I don't know how long because I think he, yeah, he's her. been injured. But even before and that, all, yeah, he had visa even issues. before that, that, he yeah. was just kind of another guy, which you can't really push Bandito as another guy because he's a really special guy. Mm. So he's just kind of lost in the shuffle in AEW and Dragon Lee is getting high profile matches. So, I mean, in terms of that story, it's worked out really well for him because I think people were pushing for him at the time to sign with AEW and he decided against that and he made the right choice. Apparently we'll, we'll see how he does in the coming months and years, but you, so far it's been a good move for him. Do you remember that? Uh, I think it was the end of a dynamite <laughs> It was uh, LFI, and I think they ripped Dragon Lee's mask off, like Roosh, Roosh, and yeah, um, they turned on him. And then, like right as like Dynamite closed, it was a, uh, it was like a weird match. And then all of a sudden, they just like like as it was going off, they did this angle of like attacking Dragon Lee to lead into like an ROH match. I don't know if it happened or if it like it was a it was the weirdest thing. And then Dragon Lee was just like gone. It was like it was kind of yeah. like there was some question. I think, um, I think uh, Lucha Blog and some other people are basically like, "Don't be surprised if you guys just went into business for themselves and just did this angle to close the show Maybe. to lead to something else." You know what I mean? It sounds like something that would only happen to AEW, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. There, there's been <laughs> stuff where it's like people kind of got into business for themselves. Uh, so. Impact Wrestling. I will uh, go through this. The Thursday night tradition. Uh, Ace Austin, Chris, and uh, Christian Bay. Chris Bay winning the Impact Tag Team titles. Uh, a lot of new contracts and uh, re-signs. Eddie Edwards uh, re-signing with the company. Taya Valkyrie uh, lost the Impact Knockouts Tag Team titles. Her and uh, Rosemary, I believe, or Jessica, one of the group there, and uh, ended up leaving the company. as uh, She was working at one point. I think she was on TV at the same time for AEW, Impact, and MLW. And also the NWA as well. I think like off and on throughout the month, she was like on for four different companies at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she was working a lot this year and then she signed with the AEW and ghost. I don't know. She's, she's kind of a ghost. They, they didn't do anything with her. That just, maybe she's hanging with that, Stephanie McMahon somewhere. Maybe, you know? maybe she's with <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. And, uh, and Dabakato, you know, yeah. just hanging out. And that old well, Dabakato's, I don't know what he's going to do now. Yeah. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Kenta was announced for the Impact uh, New Japan Multiverse Unite event. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey also set for that show as well. However, Mickey James was pulled off the show uh, in injury. And uh, the essentially, essentially Impact throughout the course of the end of March into April, both their Impact World Tight Champion and their Women's World Champion, uh, both had to relinquish their titles due to uh, to injury. Um, Mickey James had a ton of different injuries going on, so they basically um, said that if she was good to go by the time that Sacrifice aired, that she could uh, she'd be able to defend her title. Or sorry, which 
basically it's like you have to be just be well enough to wrestle by a certain date if she's not well enough by a certain date a three-way between jordan grace pirazzo and mickey james would then be turned into just a jordan grace diana Peraza for the vacant title it was just this whole situation like if she's ready by this date it was like i mean if it's bad enough where she's going to get pulled maybe she's not going to be good for this date no matter what it's just a kind of a it's kind of like a weird thing you know yeah um, uh yeah. The thing with Impact is is that they always go head to head with either uh the Friday shows or the Saturday shows. So I have watched like very little of Impact this year. Yeah. I think uh, Thursday was like the first show I watched of Impact in full in I don't know how long. And you got to see Osprey versus Josh Alexander. Yeah, and that was Lucky. a really good match. Lucky you. Uh it, it was a good week to watch. That's right. Impact sacrifice happened. Uh Tasha Steele's return, Joey Threat. Signed with the company, then uh, former NHL player Darren McCarty uh, got involved in a an angle and uh, would eventually make his debut in a house show. Um, it's not been there around since. I I mean, I used to work in pro hockey. I have zero idea who this guy is, but they brought him I in. I have even less of an idea. That's right. Uh, Anthem, uh, and now their Impact's parent company, announced uh, hires, some new hires and restructuring. So in a, in a time when wrestling is a... Uh, uh, there's some questions about you know impact and and also about how you know financially solvent they are. They were adding more people. Uh, Kylan King. So I, I oh, I'm always amazed that Anthem bought Access TV with the idea of putting Impact on there. I think that I was like the sole reason. They apparently have money and they, it's so crazy. I, impact is going to be around as long as humanly possible. It really is. It really is amazing. Yeah, it's uh. It, now TNA is coming back at the beginning of yeah, next TNA's year. Yeah, TNA is coming back. T- <laughs> TNA is back. Um, Kylan King's an exclusive contract, mostly machine guns, re-up their new deals, re-up new deals with uh, Impact. And then, as I mentioned, Josh Alexander relinquishing the world title due to a uh, torn tricep, uh, triceps yeah. injury that he suffered. That was the month in Impact. So there you go. A lot of uh, ch- vacant uh, championships, but they, you know, they just keep plugging along and do what they do. Yeah, and some resignings. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Japan. Uh, your uh, your entry into this very website. So I know Japan is yeah. always close to your heart. Uh, Will Osprey uh, withdrawing from the New Japan Cup due to a shoulder injury that would keep him out for some time. He had to pull off the impact. Uh, actually worked out pretty good, I think. The pulled out. So he pulled off the New Japan Cup. He had to pull off the Impact New Japan show. We had a, a match with Mike Bailey scheduled, and that match eventually happened on. Uh, bound for glory, if I remember right, and it was really good. Yeah, that was, was like great. the five and a quarter star match, right? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I need really to good. watch it still. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, Dave Finley, uh, in Bullet Club, and I believe this was the angle yeah. in which he did he take out Jay White during this, this. I, if I remember correctly, they did the angle where um, Jay White, I think, lost and, and as a result had to leave New Japan. Then Finley came out and just beat him up with a shillelagh and said he's Bullet Club now. And yeah, now it's like another faction of Bullet Club. And uh, I I haven't watched enough New Japan this year to like really determine if it's a better move or if it's a good move. For I think it is a good move for Finley because he wasn't doing like a whole lot before. But now he's in a prominent position and I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be as effective as Jay White or Will Ospreay, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, he's going to have a shot in uh, Wrestle Kingdom, right, against uh, uh, Ospreay and uh, John Moxley. Yeah. 
And if I'm new to Japan, I'd probably put this new title that they're making on him. Yeah, I would assume but, so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mercedes Monet, the one and only Monet, called uh, the IWGP wins title when her second favorite moment of her career. Uh, Mercedes Monet said that nobody knows the story on her WWE departure, so maybe no. someday we'll uh, we'll get that. And she I don't any, know because uh, she's always she's always very quiet. She is like yes. when, when she gets injured or when she disappears, she she doesn't talk to anybody. She's just gone for months and months and months until she shows up again. Mm. So. I think whenever we need to know something about her, we just ask Ethan. Ethan always Ethan. knows. Yeah, He's Ethan at the inside knows. scoop. That's right. Instead of yeah. Oliver knows, Ethan knows. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, a title defense uh, was set up for uh, Sakura Genesis with uh, Mercedes Monet. Uh, New Japan Resurgence was announced for Long Beach, California. Uh, New Japan revealed dates for the best of the Super Juniors 30. And Sonata joined just four guys, which became just five guys and not the burger chain. Won the New Japan Cup to earn a IWGP world title shot, shot at Sakura Genesis that turned out to be okay for him. I know a lot of people are not fans of Sonata as a, as world champion. I'm not a regular New Japan watcher, so I can't comment by hearing from enough people that it's kind of boring. Kinda, he's not, he doesn't have main event level charisma. He's He's always been a very quiet, stoic guy who has pretty good matches. And I don't know if that's who you want to put the world title on, but I guess they've always had the idea of doing this big LIJ versus former LIJ guy at Wrestle Kingdom. And that's the story they went with. And we'll see how it does. Um, I don't know. I think at this point, you kind of need to start pushing other guys, younger guys, guys who aren't as banged up because Naito is banged up big time. Sonata is good, but he I'd never seen him being like main event level charismatic. But uh, and this kind of this run kind of demonstrated that, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how everything pans out after Russell Kingdom. Let's go into the junk drawer for the best of everything else, which includes NWA talk. Tyrus versus Chris Adonis, world title match set for NWA 312-312. Uh, and I remember uh, that being very bad. Yep, as most of the stuff in NWA was. Uh, Goldberg says he's got a few ideas for a potential retirement match. We don't know what I'm those sure are. He does. Uh, Naomi was announced for a WrestleCon, a ref for the WrestleCon convention, and filed a trademark for her potential new name. Of course, she's still uh, still a free agent at this point. Uh, AAA revealed a full lineup for AAA 31 in Monterey. Arn Anderson announced the passing of his older son Barrett. Uh, sad news here: Brian Alvarez and oh, Tom no. Lawler. Lose, failing in their effort to win the Black Label Pro Tag Team Titles at Observe This Brother. Wasn't uh, this the story where they won a match, then Brian left for some reason, and then they got a random tag team title shot right then and there? And I think Tom lost or something. Uh, I forget. I forget it, how the story be, goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> they, they should get a rematch. Uh, it's just too many weird circumstances. They just need a, need a full-blown rematch, and then I'm sure they'll win those tag team titles. Someday. Someday. I mean, he's... Uh, yeah, someday. I mean, he's on vacation so much. Maybe he's just secretly training. Who knows? When this yeah. guy's just, you know, eight-day weekends. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chris Hero was named the matchmaker for uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling. Of course, he just made his 
uh, in-ring return uh, this past weekend as we're recording this. And uh, apparently it's going to keep going, or at least some some capacity. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns won the GCW Tag Team titles. Excalibur, Paul London, Jimmy Jacobs were announced for the GCW Indie Hall of Fame with Orange Cassidy announced as inducting Excalibur. Eddie Kingston was pulled from OTT's Scrapper Mania due to having COVID-19. Remember that? Uh, multiple right. promotions cut ties with Davy Richards over some uh, pretty serious domestic violence allegations, and he has essentially been wiped off the face of the wrestling earth for he quite some time. He seems to vanish and come back a lot, but uh, maybe I haven't heard. It. I haven't heard anything about him since all this stuff happened. Because I yeah. imagine, I mean, so we were going through in uh, I think it was January's show. Um, John Laurinaitis was signed up for his first post WWE appearance at a signing. And that really? got canceled due to the, the fan backlash. You remember last year, yeah, Velveteen Dream had a, an announcement. It was canceled within 90 minutes of it being announced in social. There was so <laughs> much that. backlash. So I think if if David Richards was signed, I can't imagine. I it would... think it would be pretty likely. But you know what? The thing with those things is, you know, all the speaking out stuff and all that is a lot of people ended up getting exiled but some managed to get through the cracks. Some managed not get phased. Mm-hmm. Some people just came back, and people eventually, you know, accepted it in some way. I don't know. It's always different with with these. It's yeah. always either they just vanish or they kind of try to make their way back. And for some of these, even some of the speaking out guys, you know, like Marty Skrull, they, they're still doing shows, but just not in the U.S. It's yeah. a very um, outside <laughs> Mexico, yeah. outside Europe somewhere where nobody, nobody really talks about them. Yeah. Well off Broadway, so to speak. Like, yeah, it well does, off it Broadway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. does not matter yeah, what they're where it's, they not, it's not relevant, but some people do come back. So I, I don't know. Maybe this is it. Uh, Masha Slavish defeated Nick Gage to win the GCW title. I never imagined I would type that sentence, but uh, away we go. Uh, Kevin Nash uh, said the dark side of the ring was working on a Scott Hall episode. A little MLW Iowa. news. Uh, Battle Riot 5 now to be airing on Reels in April. Of course, this was a whole thing about. I forgot about Reels. The MLW Reels WB controversy and uh, MLW is collaborating with WXW. For a title match at Battle Riot uh, 5, which was, uh, I believe, Ava Everett and somebody else. It was a women's title match. So that was uh, part of that. Uh, War Chamber was announced as returning. Uh, MLW filed their amended lawsuit against WWE and said they are at the risk of, quote-unquote, being irreparably destroyed if uh, if oh, WWE I, allowed to go through with this. MLW is that they're so under the radar. It's very hard to imagine they'll be irreparably, irreparably destroyed. But on the other hand, it's like if WWE really got them off Tubi because they they pulled they pulled their strength or whatever, then I guess there's a story there, and I guess it's still going on. I think they're actually going to go to trial. Yeah, they're still. So, it'd be next year, I believe they would go to trial. I think we're still a little ways out, and you know, it just it just depends on how much you know how much WWE wants to get out in. Uh, in discovery and are they just yeah. looking for essentially what's it going to cost to just pay to end this? Um, Cause obviously W has money for days, you know, if it's a case of, yeah, they, they can pay their way out of this. And you know, if uh, say MLW got a, I don't know, a $2 million lawsuit, 
like if they get a settlement or something like that, that'd keep that company going for another couple of years. You know, maybe that's kind of what the end goal that's is. Not, that, that, that might be the idea. Yeah. Because I don't hear about MLW all the time. I hear that they're doing shows uh, against AEW pay-per-views and things like that. And it's like, how uh, how much relevancy do you have if you're doing that? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Kurt Angle said his recent back surgery at that time, recent said definitely worked. And Joey Janela versus Kota Ibushi was set for Joey Janela's Spring Break 7. That'd be uh, Ibushi's first uh, regular match. Of course, he was appearing at uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, but this was going to yeah. be his first actual regular in-ring uh, action since uh, that shoulder he, injury uh, quite some time ago for New Japan. So the new the I new era of Kota Ibushi was set yeah, to start. I think it's kind of safe to say at this point that the, so- the shoulder injury really, really uh, put time on his career, I guess, or... He's not the same. I think that's what I'm trying to say. He hasn't been the same since and uh, kind of unfortunate, but hey, if he can go out there and do matches with Kenny Omega and, you know, he can still do this for a very long time, but it's definitely, th- things have definitely changed since he was this main event level uh, New Japan star. Sure. Yeah, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't had that reinvention yet in terms of like something where would you kind of cover up for some of the yeah the differences you know when you get injury like that and it's clear that you need to tone down and and work a new style you usually undergo a new transformation and kodobushi's out there and he's looking a little bit older which i I mean he's always looked very young yeah but he looks a little bit older he moves a little bit older and he's still looking like kodobushi from like 10 years ago and He's not the Kodobushi of 10 years ago. No. So. Well, with that, we wrap up March. Brian Rose, uh, just a little over an hour and 20 minutes, uh, give or take. And uh, yeah, it was quite a quite a year in wrestling. We're, of course, not done with you yet, November 20th. But yeah, March yeah. was a... Uh, yeah, March was again a very interesting month. We had some uh some some signings, some non-signings, and some CM Punk stuff. We had Revolution. And of course, uh, the build to a, a very, very big WrestleMania and Vince stuff. And yeah, it was a very interesting month as always. It's, I tell you, every month is interesting. And April is going to be interesting. Oh, June is going to be interesting with the collision debut. Yep. And then August uh, with uh, whatever <laughs> happened with CM Punk. Yep. All in, sure, all out. I'm, yes. And we have a few weeks left here in 2023. And I'm sure something's going to go down and. You know, there's always something. I, I remember there being periods of time in the 2010s where it's just like nothing has gone on. Everything feels like the same. But starting in 2019, it feels like every year has been transformative and every month has added to that. And March of this year is no different from all the other months in, in which transformative stuff has gone down. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting times for pro wrestling. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. It feels overwhelming. Uh and yeah, we'll see what the rest of 2023 holds. I hope, I hope it's quiet, but something tells me that it will not be. Yeah, I mean we're about 48 hours away uh, past uh, one man drinking another man's blood on pay per view. So I oh, mean anything's God, yeah. possible at this point, right? Yeah, I I can't imagine how much more violent those AEW matches are can can become because that was a very violent, uh, scary match. 
Well, very good. So Brian Rose, tell the people where they can uh, follow you on, on the socials and uh, you're still doing Twitch feeds and things like that or what? I've uh, I have not in months. Um, I meant to do one when I did the WrestleQuest review, but things just didn't work out. Maybe I'll come back. I always say that. Maybe I'll come back, but uh, I don't know. I, I always, whenever I have free time, I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, or I just play games. So I just veg out. So I, I'm putting in a stream is a lot of hard work. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it someday. But uh, as of now, I'm on X at BR26. So you, so you can follow me there and, I'll have thoughts on wrestling. I'll have thoughts on video games. And uh, that's pretty much all I go on. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just follow me on Twitter, X, <laughs> BR26. And you can always I'm, see... never going to get, I'm never going to get over that. And you can also catch his uh, post-pay-per-view slash PLE yes. recaps on the, on uh, our website. F-O-W-M-I. I am surprised that I managed to get one out on uh on Sunday morning, because I was doing that and I was doing the two and a half hour media scrum. Yep. At the same time. And uh, I was just about tapped out when all that was finally done. I, I started watching that AEW pre show at 3 30 my time and I finished everything at like 12 30. Mm-hmm. That's like an insane amount of time to put. Yeah, it's like a full work into one show. It's, it's, like, it's a... like a full day. Full work day. It absolutely yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Work day. Yeah, absolutely. And crazy. I'll do it all again next month. I can't <laughs> wait. All right. Well, uh, Brian Rose, thank you very much. And uh yeah, we're we're thank off. To, we're off to April. Brian Rose, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs>